0: But on the way home we spoke for about two hours about drugs and alcohol and how bad it is and what it can do and we're talking about 10 and 9 years old and jason you just said these conversations were not brought brought up to our attention when we were when we were their
1: age right i'm flint anderson founder of pain parents and addicts in need i've been in recovery since 2001 and there isn't much i don't know about recovery and my mission is to constantly tell the truth about addiction to make the realities of addiction, recovery, and drug culture known, and to drive awareness and advocate change
2: that ultimately saves lives. And I'm Jason Lachance, a certified recovery coach with a passion for speaking with others and sharing their knowledge to help others seek recovery and maintain long-term sobriety. And this is the Don't Hide the Scars podcast, presented by Payne, parents and addicts in need. Uh, Founder of Payne, Flint Anderson, and of course, myself, Jason Lachance. We welcome the host of the Begin Again podcast, Gary Minkies, to the the pod, to Don't Hide the Scars. What's going on, my friend?
0: My friend, it is a pleasure to be here. Flint, it's good to be with you guys. I love what you're doing. Uh, I'm grateful to be here, sincerely.
2: Thanks, Gary. We're glad you're here, buddy. We really are. For those just listening, make sure you look at the thumbnail photo, because Gary's an example of what long-term recovery does. That's a silver fox, right? There. That's, you know yeah, what I'm that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll take it.
0: You know, like I tell my <laughs> other buddies, Hey man, at least I got it. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's
2: gray,
1: but
0: I got some.
2: Heck <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. uh, you and I, we've kind of had some different talks and, and, um, it was interesting after the last time we had had any longer conversation, I had a couple people reach out about, you know, recovery coaching and asking. And this word it keeps coming up. Big hot topic button, authenticity mm. and working with people. And the best that I could come up with is it was about authenticity is about getting complete. Like we're pretty fractured people. And the reason that I want to start here, I mean, you and I, Both grew up in homes of addiction, and yet we still maintained relationships with our fathers after the fact. And a lot of Mm. people have asked me, like, why? I'm like, getting him out of my life wouldn't have completed my life. It wouldn't have closed that gap of that, the trauma and everything else.
3: Sure. Yeah.
2: I How do you kind of view it now? I mean, you're what, 17 years sober? 18?
0: 17 years, yeah. May 6, 2006 is my day my sobriety date and it's amazing to say be honest with you still you know i like to keep it like i like to reflect or or maybe it's just happening to me jason but i I really lately i've been really going back to like where i was 17 plus years ago um and you know just such a gift that i don't live that way anymore you know but you know if you're asking about authenticity right it's it's a really cool topic because when I was out there, I think I was anything but authentic. I was hiding. I was fearful of everything. I was, uh, you know, I would do things morally bad. I would do things, uh, that would get me in a lot of trouble and, you know, authenticity to me, you know, as a questioning like on the spot, I think it's, it's just the deepest, most real open version of myself for the world to see and it's not and sometimes it's difficult it's not me trying to hope that Jason and Flint are going to like what i'm going to say and that they're going to like me as as much as i sincerely do want you guys to like me i do it's just kind of how i am I, I, we Jason you and i hit it off from the beginning you know i like, kind of love you man i do already we, we know each other for not long and um you know but in in all sincerity i think that's what being authentic really to me is it's just being totally real and um you know, not trying to be something that the other person uh, expects of me. It's just, this is, you know, this is me. And, you know, this recover out loud, this term, I think we touched upon it last time we had spoke is a, is a fairly new term to me recover out loud. And, you know, I think I had mentioned, you know, I I went from like, uh, you know, no social media. I wasn't, I, I didn't really care for that to like completely, as you guys can can attest to you know opening up in public about my my battles my scars where it was my story and you know that is that's authentic and we do it and i know you do it jason cuz we talk we do it with the hope of helping one person with this story today and you know to me that's you know if you if you and i sit down or i sit down at a podcast or or at a meeting and there's a newcomer, whoever may be. And we have a sincere want to sincerely help that newcomer that just walked in the door. Like that's as authentic and real and beautiful as we can get. I think that's a good day for, for everybody.
1: Yeah. You know, I love what you just said. And I think one of the, one of the things that, that I try to, um, Try to get across, especially to, let's just start with the newcomer for a second. Uh, and we've had this conversation with a couple other people on the podcast before as well. I, I always revert back to, you know, I got clean and sober in 2001. I didn't even start to think about doing what I'm doing now until 2008, and then started it in 2009. And I, I, I believe that, again, everybody's different. But, you know, when you're in that first six months, that first year, and I see people posting all over the place that, you know, I've I've got I've got five months and 22 days and 16 hours and three minutes and 22 seconds. Okay, it's like what I want to tell them is great. But take that sign down. Get off of social media and work on your recovery until you have and i don't know exactly what the time frame is but until you have enough time under your belt where if you screw up and by the way most of us are going to Mm -hmm. you're not going to put yourself in a position of not ever coming back loudly and proud about your recovery does that make sense
0: it makes perfect sense. You know, as you're saying that Flint, I'm thinking to myself, well, number one, I wasn't on social media, but if I was, and I was, you know, I, I'm different, I'm a different cat. Maybe we're this, I'm maybe just a little older. I don't know what it may be, but, you know, I think that's just, just staring, looking at that, that's a difficult, you know, that's a, that's a difficult road to be, you know, And I, and I see it too. We all see it all the time. Hey, you know, I've been sober for twelve months. I'm ready to start helping the world and this and that, right. and be a coach and all this stuff. And you know, Jason, I, you and I talked about that again, kind of offline. Some of the people that we see, and you know, I, I'm not judging anyone, but again, on I'm, on I'm, on the topic of, of authenticity, you know, if someone asks me, "How did you do it?" Right, and this is what we're taught in the rooms is is just to tell my story and how it worked for right. me. You know, so you know, there's there's. There's more ways to get this done. There's more ways to skin the the cat, if you will. But if someone's going to ask me, I'm going to tell them how I got sober. You know, and sure. I got sober and, and alcoholics anonymous, and that's you know. And I went there. I was in and out for four years, and I was never going to go back to that place again because right. you know I had it all figured out. And maybe I'll <laughs> maybe I'll have to stop drinking one day, but I'm definitely not coming back in this room. And I found myself in May, you know, twelfth two thousand six in a bad place in my apartment all alone and i called intergroup in new york city and i went to a meeting on the very next day may 13 2006 and i haven't had a drink since you know it was i gi- i was given the the difference i was I, I believe i was given the gift of surrender like and you mm-hmm. talk about like the time frame just now flint like what it is you know i think it's different for all of us it was mine was long like it took me so long to even realize that even though going through the steps like there's a you know Obviously there's a, a, there's a higher power, you know, com, com, I mean, it's a huge component. It's actually probably practically 90% of the program, but I was just so like tunnel vision is I just didn't want to drink again. That right. That's all I was there for. I didn't want to drink again. And right. I was terrified probably over a year that I was going to fall off. I was going to go back out again.
1: Sure, sure. We don't even know. We don't even know at that point what authenticity is. No, I mean, I I didn't know whether to shit or go blind the first three years. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I mean, seriously. (laughs) I mean, I. Can you see this? (laughs) All right. So we know which
2: one it was. (laughs) New Perceptions North, the premier drug and alcohol treatment and recovery center in Central California, a full continuum of medically supervised top quality care with programs for detox and patient residential treatment with dual diagnosis, intensive outpatient treatment, sober living support groups, and more. New Perceptions North provides adult men and women with the highest caliber of professional health care, treating each client with compassion and respect in a safe, comfortable environment to begin the process of recovery to proudly create and sustain a life without addiction. Call 559-978-1507 or visit newperceptionsnorth.com.
1: I mean authenticity, I mean shit, I was just worried about getting my ass up in the morning. Right. Yeah. Right. And just and and worried about getting through my day, having to go back back into the workforce immediately. I was 45 when I got clean, so you know, I mm-hmm. still had a young family, I still had a wife, I still had a career I had to get back to. I didn't know up from down. Right. Sure. And and so I I think that as, as again, like I said, it's different for everybody, but I'm glad I waited that amount of time yeah. because, and Jason knows this, I didn't even want to do this. I mean, I'm, yeah. si- I'm, I'm sitting around in my last treatment center and everybody's going, I'm going to be a counselor. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to develop this app for AA and I'm going to do this. And I'm going, are you kidding me? I go, I, all I want is out of this fucking place. Okay. I mean, that was the last thing on my mind, but it's amazing how, you know, my higher power I choose to call God. It's amazing how he works. It is. All of a sudden, yep. lo and behold, somebody asked me to speak at some deal. I I do it. And next thing you know, I'm in the middle of this 15 years later and going, what happened? To the gun?
2: <laughs> well, I think I he think brings such a valid point, especially when we're talking about those people is the wonderful perception of social media behind the reality when you have the person that's uh, 185 days, you know, whatever the heck, minutes, seconds, so on and so forth. And people might have this, kind of perception. I know because I was that person. Mm-hmm. And you know what was happening behind the scenes, I just simply wasn't drinking. Mm. I wasn't recovering, mm. but I wasn't drinking.
3: Right. And I thought You're they were the
2: days. I thought they were the same thing. Yeah. And I think that's some of the danger that gets out there because I luckily didn't have anyone other than encouragement like reach out, like, wow, how'd you do that? Can you help me? I I couldn't even help myself. How the hell was I going to be able to help anyone? So I, I think I got fortunate that the arrogance of how I was re- approaching recovery uh never backfired in being asked by anyone else to help them. And I think that's where some danger really comes in, is is like, wow, man, you, you did over a year. That's really great. Well, if you've not worked something, and I'm not saying it has to be a 12-step program, but if there's not been an evolution of the individual, you're not yeah. going to be able to help anyone. And I'm speaking from my own standpoint, because here I was, and Flint, this will always stick with me when I started here, was this is not your recovery. And that was the key mistake that I made with doing the other work I'd been doing and was thinking it was. Right. And then what happened a year and a half later, I had a slip up right. because I wasn't right. doing the work.
0: Yeah, you know i I've been in I've been in a place where I was really close. You know, I had mentioned I was. Uh, you know, I went to rehab when I was twenty six. I got sober when I was thirty one. So, like again, those four years were just a, I mean, you know, the whole you know all the terms. You know, a belly full of booze, mind full of of sobriety is a really difficult place to be. And I'll raise my hand. That really, really is. You know, when you turn people off, you shut them off. Yep. Like I was like. At one point, I was like, I don't care what side of this team, of this Gary team you're on. I really don't like, but this is who I am. You can either come along and be a part of this, or you can go over there and I don't really care. And these, I said these things to people I loved, people that are really important to me because I was just, I was a miserable, drunken, bad guy on my, on good days, you know, like at worst, you know, just what they say institute jails institutions or death like you know and that's where I was too you know and that's not like uh you know blasphemy like that's real you know that again that's authentic even though it's hard to even say because you know and you talk about you know again I was saying I w- I was in the rooms just to not drink like took me so long to realize like there is you know is a, a full transformation going on here you know like talk about the word authenticity. If someone asked me like, are you being authentic? Like my first year, I would have been like, but get away from me. Like, I don't even know what that word is. Like, I'm just here to right. like, you know, to not drink, you know, but I think I might've said it last time. I say a lot amongst my, my friends and my in sobriety is, you know, there's no big sign when you walk into a room, so, you know, whether it's a meeting or, or a rehab, there's no big sign that says, Hey, come on in, man. You can completely change your life. You know, like th- that's not like why we're going there. We're going there because we're lying on the floor or the curb or we lost everything or we're in the midst of losing everything or we're going to die or we're going to jail. All of it, like all of that. And that's why we go crawling into these rooms. And what happens is, and I know you you guys, you know, we our lives have been transformed. We get yep. a second chance. You know, sometimes it's like, man. Why did I deserve a second chance? I mean, this is a full blown second chance on life. You know, it yes. really is. And, and, you know, all the people out there that are doing what they're doing, whatever works, like Jason, you were saying you, you, you did post that stuff. You know what? All right. You slipped. But you know what? In the long term, zoomed out, like it's, it's worked for you because look where you are now. Right. Like, yeah. and then Flint, I didn't know I popped the word podcast you know, I've been doing it for about, you know, almost six going on six months is I think I'm in my sixth month of podcasting. Like the word podcast was not even on my radar, (laughs) right? Having a microphone was nowhere here. Like it wasn't, I like listening to podcasts. I like all sorts of podcasts, you know, you can tell by my wall, a lot of sports stuff, but it's, a you know, I really quickly realized that there's a higher purpose here, man. And like, when I found that I can maybe help more than one person or helps again, the mantra to help one person today, like, when I, when I, it it just really quickly was way bigger than me. Like, even before I started, you know, I think I told you about it's not to even talk about the podcast, but like, I wrote this mission statement, Flint. And like, my wife has heard every crazy idea that I was going to come up
3: with, <laughs> 10 years.
0: you know, like, everyone. And she's just like, you know, oh, great. You know, but this one, I was like, what the hell am I going to tell her now? I'm going podcast about my sobriety. I'm going to be telling people, you know, I've been arrested and all this, you know. They're gonna hear my story. I, I wrote out the mission statement. And she's like, you know what? Stop everything else that you're doing, Gary, and go do this because this is you. And like, mm-hmm. so I hadn't I had that from my wife, like that support and that pushing. And that, that's sometimes all I need. Yeah. But again, this was this was bigger. There was something bigger. It was this wasn't all Gary. It was my higher power. right? like to I choose to call God as well, Flint? That was mm-hmm was working here. And,
1: and here, and Gary, here's what's, and here's, what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen too. Okay. It's, and it's going to happen with you as well, because same situation. I've been married to the same woman. Jason knows this, right? 44 years and God, I shouldn't be. <laughs> and, um, and so when I told everybody I was going to start this thing, you know, half my family said, sure. One, one of my kids goes, go for it, dad. The other one goes, no, nope, I don't want you to do that. You know, yeah. and of course, you know, all the worry of, you know, what are you going to say? Cause I'm one of those guys that I just, you know, I got diarrhea of the mouth and, um, <laughs> and, but, but what, what I've learned over the years is that f- first of all, we've been given that gift that you've, that you've mentioned yeah. and, uh, and not everybody needs to sit in these chairs and do this. And it's not for everybody, mm. but you guys will notice as much as your wife supports you now in what you're doing, just Wait because they're going to support you even further as you go down this road. My my wife is they used to, I think they used to worry a little bit about what I was going to say, <laughs> right? And 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 what I mean by that is is what what kind of stories was I going to tell, right? Because this is about right. truth. This is about telling our story and where we were. And I'll just be honest. There's, there's going to be some things you guys aren't going to tell the the listening public. Okay. There are things that I don't tell the listening public. There's not much, right. Mm -hmm. But I will never put my family in peril. I will never, never go against what, what they want. Right. Um, But they are so supportive. Yeah in this whole endeavor because they know when we give back and when we do it loud, again, not for everybody, but man, that's what keeps us sober. That's what that, because my thought of the day, Gary, I just, I just had foot surgery. Uh, Well, not just 50 days ago. I'm still in this stupid ass boot. All right. And, and it's going to be another two weeks or three weeks. Whatever. It's a hell of
2: a fashion state. Oh I God, think. I'm telling you. Uh uh <laughs> what's everyone wearing this fall season? We got Flynn yeah. Anderson in the boo. Yeah, <laughs> e- e- exactly.
3: It's
1: and, a stylish gray with a red accent. You know, it's just bullshit is what it is. <laughs> My golf game's gone, everything's gone. Um oh god, now I forgot what I was going. With <laughs> I'm sorry. Thing. I forgot where I was going with that thing. But, You're talking uh, to your family and kids and Yeah, 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 yeah. And and look, they they support it wholeheartedly because i wake up sometimes going oh the the foot surgery so yeah and again everybody knows this it's a painful surgery they gave me a few painkillers my wife gets them there's no way i could have not taken them all right with a surgery like this and about six days into it my wife comes in because i was getting a little angry all right i was getting a little i'm kind of an angry guy anyway and and uh and she goes i'm getting i'm getting nervous even after six days Mm. six days 20 pills it's not going to get me back going again right none of that but a couple things with this i knew right then and there i said dump them." Mm. okay because all that comes back to our families all those memories all those our facial expressions our attitudes are this are that always come back to our families like it was yesterday and then my second thought is thank god because the last thing i want to do is blow up what i've started i don't want to blow up the pain organization i don't want to i don't want to blow up the people i've helped over the years Period. I would rather take a bullet to the forehead. All right. than do that. And sometimes that's how I have to think, you know, right. I'm going to recover loud and guess what? I'm not going to let anything get, 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 get in my way of that anymore because I always have another run in me. I don't have another recovery in me, especially at my age.
0: You know, that, that, that statement right there, I I, I live by that. Like I, we work through fears, right? How much the the word fear comes up in yep. everything we talk about always, right? And I could put I could attach fear to so many issues and things in my life. But one thing I am fearful of is going back out because I don't think I can come back in. So that's right. like one of my maybe very few fears. Like that is a that is a healthy fear that I have. Like that one is that one's okay in my book because it I is. believe that, you know, and that's why when people do come back in, guys, like when they're counting days again, I respect them so much and I admire them so much because I don't know if I have that in me. I I really don't. And again, after repeating myself, that's a healthy fear, but you know, that's why they, what do they say? Right. As we say it after every meeting, keep coming back, just keep coming back.
1: Well, and that's, and that's why I continue to say recovery is not for wimps. All right. The toughest, the toughest people I know mentally, physically, spiritually are people in recovery because it is a, everybody knows how tough it is. You know, there's people out there that say, Oh, just do it. You know, blah, blah, blah. Pull your pant legs up. Let me tell you something, but sometimes that's what you got to do. Yeah. I posted something the other day. I said, I said, I said, I said you, you, are you tired? Do you want recovery? I said, then sometimes to get on your feet, you got to get off your ass.
0: Hmm. It's true. Right. You know, I never articulated that way, Flint, but I, I agree with everything you had just said. I'm just going through like the people in my my circle. And and you're right. Like they're not wimps. So well, we've also like beaten the living snot out of ourselves our entire life. <laughs> yeah. We've also like been right. We've been through the depths of of the of the hell we have, right? So, you know, that what's to say, whatever doesn't kill us, make us stronger. Yeah. well there's a lot of strong people in our circle, boys.
2: You bet. Uh-huh. You bet. Well, I, I try to look at it now as uh, as training. I, I've mm-hmm. been well trained on a lot of things not to do.
3: Yeah, you know, mm-hmm.
2: and, and it's like, yeah, if I can endure all that bull, th- then then I can get through another twenty four. Right. Yeah. You know? I can do the. Eh, I'm I'm not going to drink today. I'll just I'll just do it tomorrow, <laughs> and then get to tomorrow yeah. and do the. I'll just drink tomorrow and just keep it going. You know, it's sure. No
1: matter how you do it, you just, you just got to do it. My, my mantra is, is I get mad at my addiction. I Mm. really do. And Mm. there's nothing wrong with getting mad at it. Mad is anger can be a a, a very useful tool, uh, especially in dealing with something like this. And my line is simply this, you son of a bitch, you're not going to beat me today. Mm. Meaning the addiction, you are not going to beat me today. Right. And then and the, sometimes the matter i get the more the, the the more i get through it because yeah. this isn't this isn't i know i use this term a lot but i th- this isn't about fucking rainbows and butterflies okay this is not this is serious business you know and you've got to treat it like a war at least in my opinion and you don't you don't start you know fight the dragon by cutting off the, off the tail you start by cutting off the head and if you don't arm yourself every day with something, okay? If you don't arm yourself every day with something, that the enemy, no matter what you want to call it, you want to call it Satan, you want to call it evil, you want to call it the outside world, whatever, they're going to attack. Hmm. It's, it's, it's sort of like I heard something else the other day, This, and I can't remember the actor's name. Um, he, he played in Band of Brothers. He's got the the, the blonde hair. Oh, he's in
0: Billions, uh, right? The same guy, the guy in Billions too? Well, Go no, ahead. no,
1: that's that That was the lead in Band of Brothers. He was okay. he was the lead. This was another guy played another part. I, mm. I love this guy, but he was on TikTok or something. And and he said, where you want to be at is that when you wake up in the morning and your feet touch the floor and the devil goes, oh no, he's up. Oh, I love that. That's really good. <laughs> I love that's that really one, good. right? That is- so guess what, devil? Look out, man. When our feet, that's three right here. When our feet hit the floor, we're up.
0: You know, it's true. Yeah, it, it really is And I think that's a good mindset to be. You know, it's something that I don't, I don't do enough of. You know, like we've heard so many like, oh, you're, you know, for outsiders, maybe their in laws are like, you know, so, uh, so impressed or, or, or you know, it's so st- strong what you've been through and, you know, to be sober for so long, I'm like, ah, you know, whatever, you know, but it's really, it's true what you had said, Flint, you know, and you just said, right, we got a room full of the strongest minded physical, Mindset, whatever you want to call it, that people we know are probably in these rooms, right? And there's a reason for it, you know. And right. you're right. There's days too. It's like, and I love what you said. You're like, when you get angry, it's like, bring it on, right? Like, because I feel on. like that too. Like, right, when you're in bad spot, like, you know, hit me harder, you know, like, you right, know, lead me to the chair,
2: right, Rocky, come on, hit harder, yeah, right? yeah, hit me but harder, take yeah, your you best shot. So but you bring up a <laughs> bitch, <Take> her- <laughs> you hit like a
3: bitch, punk. <laughs>
2: If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, please call Pain, Parents and Addicts in Need at 559-579-1551. Or visit us online at painnonprofit.org. Follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at PainNonprofit. And please subscribe to the Don't Hide the Scars podcast and share with others wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. And if you would like to donate to pain, parents and addicts in need, please click the link in the description to make your tax-deductible donation today and help us save more lives gripped by addiction. Well, you bring up such a good point that I think a lot of people in recovery, and I'm one of them, oh, I got to shy away from anger. Like, no, no, no. Anger's a good emotion Yeah, when you're using it in its right and intended capacity. But, you know, and I think that's a big fear that I see a lot of people. Well, I don't want to get angry about it. It's like, no, no, no. It's okay to be angry and process. You know, go. Why am I angry? What am? What the hell am I upset about? What is? What is angering me? Is it me? Is it this other thing? Is it because I wanted to have control over a situation and I had to accept I have absolutely no control? What is? It? I think we really have to examine anger sure. in general in life, but let alone when we're in recovery, when I see so many people, wow, you don't want to get angry, like, really? Really? Why what? not? No, I can, there's kind of a lot of things going on in this world that are angering me, oh. <laughs> which we can get into some of that. And
3: here's oh,
1: even yeah. another one. Again, I, I'm not professing, or I am professing, but I'm not telling somebody how to believe, right? But let me tell you something, Jesus turned over a few tables in his day too. Yeah. Right? When he comes back according to the word he's coming back on, a, on on a white horse in a white robe dipped in blood with a sword in his hand. He's mm-hmm. not coming back to sell ice cream. He's coming back to kick some ass. Okay? Because yeah, he's angry. Right? We can be loving, we can be anger. It's uh, angry. It's how we use it. It's how we apply it. It's how we talk about it. It's even in it's even in in, in the tone of our voice. There's a difference of being rude and hateful as opposed to being just mad and angry at something. Rude and hateful has no place. But anger to me, yeah, it has a place. Am I pissed off about the Middle East right now? Extremely. Like I've never been pissed off about something else ever before. But I'm not hateful towards it.
0: Right. You know, I'll speak for myself about it because been on anger. And, and I love what we're talking about here because I think there's a place for it too. I do, but this is, you're also speaking to someone that I was pissed off, dude. Like I was, and, and Flint, thanks for dropping the F-bomb because I held it in like three times before. You don't, don't, so, you don't have to, buddy. <laughs> I really appreciate it. So, um, but I was an angry dude, man. Like, and I walked through life pissed off with a chip on my shoulder. Cause you know, uh, I was a victim and, you know if you saw what i saw and all this shit you know and you talk we talked you started off about the dad stuff like you know i held that shit in my my whole life you know and got me into trouble got me into places anger i it's something that i constantly work through <clears throat> because you bring up the disparity like you know walking through life pissed off and pissed off with the fucking world you know no that's not the way to live through life but yes there's a time and place where Something goes wrong, especially inside your house and your family, or like you said, we could we could talk about stuff that's going on in the world right now that we can we can talk for hours about how pissed off we are. You know, but this is a funny thing. My son, he's nine years old and like the pandemic and all that stuff hit and the war in Ukraine. And he was just like, Hey man, like, can we turn the news off? Sure. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, we can turn the news off. You know, because he was probably, you know, he's a little kid, he's seventy yeah. now. he's nine, he's fucking developing anxiety of the world he's getting scared you know so i'm All like right. fucking a turn off the fucking let's turn the news off you know right. and it's such a little like small little thing but it actually helped me too and sure. so like my point is i could sit there and i can go down a rabbit hole really <laughs> really really quick and at the end of the day it's probably not helping me and it's probably not helping the people around me So it's just something that I personally work through and and I'm actually reading a book right now and it talks about when these thoughts, fears, and angers, and things come in our minds, like we don't have to attach ourselves to them and like go down that rabbit hole. Like we can say- Man, that's really bad, and be really pissed off. What's going on in the Middle East? And believe me, I'm on the same team. I was listening to a couple year old, uh, last couple of weeks podcast. We're all on the same squad. Just to make <laughs> that perfectly fucking clear. You got all it. Right? Um, yeah, you had the guy from San Francisco last week, but um, my point is like, for and I've been doing. I've been kind of practicing. Like, and when the thoughts come, just like I don't have to stay with it. Like, say, okay. you know what, there it is, but keep going away. And and for the past couple of weeks, honestly, I just been a little more like centered. You know, I, I really have now, don't get me wrong. I can jump in the car right after we, hang. I'll, I left about this. I'll pray and meditate in the morning. I'll get in the subway and there's not enough fucking room on the street for <laughs> me and whoever else get the fuck out of my way. And I'm like, man, where did that, like, you know, where did that all go? You know, the truth is I need to accept Gary too. Like it's yeah. who I am also, yeah. you know, yeah. today I'm aware of this stuff. I think that's the point. I'm aware of this stuff. And I actually can maybe count. To, I can't count to 10. Can't count to right. five. Maybe I count right. to two. That's better than I used to count because I used yep. didn't count at all. You know, like right. hit first, ask questions later. It was like right. a mantra. Zero like,
1: to a like, hundred.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Zero to 60. And you know, 0.1. Like. Right.
1: You mm-hmm. know, I'm
0: still that way. You know, like Yep. it still happens, you know, like it happened recently. I had a family trip, like something so stupid. I was, boom, I just snapped. And I was like, oh yeah, he's, you know. He's still there You're in there. You know? And, and <laughs> I'm being honest, you know, like part of me, like still kind of admires that about myself in a little way. Like, right. Hey man, it's mm-hmm. like who I am. And at least I don't act upon you know, geez, imagine us three walk through, you know, I came in busy, we're walking through and we're like <laughs> acted on exactly what's going through our minds for a day. Like we've been locked up in about an hour.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. oh, easy. Oh, yeah.
2: Very easy. Well, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like Flint, you know, you just mentioned, you know, the word love in there. And a lot of people tell you, I lead with love. And, and I say, yeah, lead with love, but understand that may not always be the best course of action. You mm-hmm. might have to step back and go, hmm, this love thing, or at least as I frame love, yeah, it's not working. I'm going to have to try a different tactic. I gonna have to turn to my, because I try to get, I've had situations recently where I, I get on, you know, something's messed up, trying to solve it, being polite, nothing gets done. Sometimes I got to be a little bit of a dick. Yeah. And it's just how it goes.
1: Well, my thing too is define love. You know, it's like when, when Jason and I do a lot with long people with long-term harm reduction, because I'm just dead set against it. But because these people are saying, we just have to, we have to show more love. We just, we, you know, if we can keep them alive and, and just, you know, uh, uh, until they make, listen, how do you define love? That's, that's the question I want to ask these people. Is love just no, letting them like, continually to do what they're what they're doing until that? T- so so you don't have to deal with it, or they don't have to deal with it. Love sometimes is just the opposite of what love means. Love is 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 caring enough about somebody to say no. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love what you said too because I just started. Uh, I got this Bible app right, and I just started reading it, like because I want to dive a little more into the Bible. And the, and this and the passage I just read just the other day was when, and I knew the story, but when Jesus flipped the tables and you just brought it up, like, I got to tell you, man, like, I was like, cool. Like, it's okay to flip the table, man. Like, you know, I've, I've flipped the tables, tables, you know, proverbial tables, but sometimes you got to flip the table. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no question. I, I couldn't agree more, you know, with that say, you know, what's changed for me is, you know, I used to always lead with the flipping the tables and everything <laughs> in my head. You know, uh, that's how I was. That's who I was, and it's it's a lot better to to count to, you know, count to two or whatever, and one, two, three, and and not act out on the way I used to act out on anymore. So it's it's something I think about all the time. And uh, anger, it's a really good topic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think you know, Flint. The the way we started this conversation is really pertinent to you know your perspective of long-term harm reduction and uh, 99.99999% that I agree with you, and I just leave a little fraction because there's still so much more to always talk about is that Mm -hmm. those people never get a chance to get where we are, other people are, never really go like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, it's just, they're always kind of stuck in something. And then my other major problem is the people that got sober like we did, that that support that, like it's like, what? The, right. Like, wait a minute! You're telling me you did this path and it worked for you to get clean and sober, but you're you're totally cool with it the other way over here. Like, I don't yeah. get that. Okay, I, so, I don't.
1: So I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw something out on this, throw it out. Okay, I I am because. I, And you are 100% correct. There are people out there that got sober like like we did, right? Mm -hmm. That still talk about it. And that's the way they did it. And that's the way, but but I'm telling you right now, guys, the addiction field, this business, whatever you want to call it, has grown so much Mm -hmm. that there are so many different Treatment centers, organizations, nonprofits, whatever it is, I think it comes down to, man, I'm going to blow this fucker up right now. Okay. I believe it comes down to human greed. Mm-hmm. And when you have people competing in treatment centers and everywhere else, and I own a treatment center, the last thing I want is to keep bringing somebody back. Yeah. Because what does that say about us in the treatment field? But when you're talking about the almighty dollar in this world today, there are people out there in different treatment centers that that will bring that person back two, three, four, five different times as long as that insurance policy is going to keep paying the bill. And so they're going to say, sure, let's keep you on something. Let's keep you on Zaboxin. let's keep you on methadone. You know, let's keep providing you with all the bullshit. Okay. So you really never, ever get clean, but when you need to, now, you know, where to go back to, you can come back to us. Right. We'll help you for the fifth time.
0: Just hearing that. I mean, just giving me such a putting such a pit in my stomach, you know, yeah. really yeah. is, you know, um, and it, and it hurts, it hurts the whole industry, right? Like you own a, you own a treatment center. It, 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 it gives you in a way a dark cloud. Cause you're doing it right. Right. But not everybody right. knows it, right. You know, it's just, you know, it's the way it is. It's been that way since the beginning and every walk of life that there's going to be off authentic people that are doing it right and are here for the right reasons. And Hey, listen, if you can marry like helping people with, you support, your family, making it. I mean, Hey man, that is the most fucking perfect place to be. I mean, right. that's sincerely again, that this is new to me, you know, and right. I don't know if I'll get there or even, I don't even know about the, any of them.
1: But let me say this as well. There's nothing wrong with making money. No, that's what there's, I'm saying. There's not, right. Right. No, there's, no, there's, there's not. nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. Whether own a treatment center, don't own a nonprofit, whatever it is. I mean, that's how we all have to survive.
0: No. Yeah. hundred percent. No, please. I hope that didn't come across. Oh no, it
1: didn't. No, no, it didn't. Uh, I'm just kind of, kind of exaggerating the point that, that, that look, there's not for, because there are people out there, Gary, because I look, I always hate to sit here and say, I've been through it all, but you know what? For the most part, I've been through it all in this business. Yeah. You've seen the cycles. You know, I've seen the cycles. I've seen people walk into my office and go, Oh, you're a nonprofit. We don't have, we're not going to pay you the $25 for you spending the last three hours with us. Really? I said, I said, there's a sign right here that says we, we, now we, we don't go after them. We're right. not going to sue them. We're not going to take them to court. Right. right. But it's, but it's like, really, dude, how do you, how do you think we keep our lights on? How do you think you keep your lights on? I mean, I got staff to pay. I, I, I've, I've got rent to pay. I've got all this stuff to pay. You, you think the money just falls out of the sky for a nonprofit? That's the last thing it does. Yeah.
2: Well, it's like, what what did I say? Uh, just because you live in servitude doesn't mean you have to live destitute. And there I was somebody had... that had, had, I forget if I had told you this about uh, hitting up, uh, you know, Flint does, uh, or, or do you do uh, interventions? Yeah, we had talked about this and I went, no, it'd be incredibly irresponsible for me to do it and, and think that I could go on and just do one with no training, but Flint does. Okay, well, can you set one up? And I said, well, let me ask what his fee is. And they're like, fee? I'm like, yeah, what do you think? Uh, look, let me see your collar. Yeah, I don't have the collar either. I'm not a priest. Right, <laughs> like, right. yeah, this is not oh, yeah. confession. Oh, and
1: you want it on a Saturday night at eight
2: o'clock? Right. Oh, okay. Well, you know, it's, come it, on. it's like, yeah, we. this is how the living is made. I mean, yeah. I don't, you know, yeah. I wouldn't go into your, I won't mention what their store, but it, it, like, I need a new windshield. I wouldn't be like, sure, I'll trade you my windshield for an intervention. It's like, come on. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like- oh.
0: That's what I mean. It's the ignorance of it too. Like, you know, it's a sense of entitlement, what you're talking about too. Like, you know, the windshield Well, you know, a rock hit my windshield, you know, why why can't you just fix it for free? Like Mm -hmm. you probably get punched in the face. You probably get thrown out of the store, (laughs) you know, like, you know, but you know, Flint, what you're talking about when people are, you know, taking advantage and again, it's just such a, for, for, for us, you know, for people in recovery. I mean, we're talking about, you said it earlier, like our lives are online. People, kids' lives are online. You know, this is what we're talking yeah. about. We're talking about saving lives here, you know, yeah. and when you have people or organizations that are just churning people and, you know, they're a, a number or they're, uh, you know, a, a, a patient or a dollar sign, you know, that's that's uh, that's not a good, that's not good. That will make us, we'll be talking about anger again. You and that would be very angry, you know, because, you, you know, when you're feasting on, on the vulnerable um, on probably talking about their weakest time moments of their lives on top of it. Right. Uh, And people are feasting on it. Listen to I can, I'm sure you got tons of stories I've seen it in a short amount of time that I've just been doing podcasting, just, just from, you know, Jason, we've seen on social media, like, you know, I can sniff that stuff out, you know, maybe because I've been sober for a while, maybe because of just, you know, who I am as well. Like, wait a minute, this, this message here is not kind of a lining up you know but hey i'm just gonna i'm not gonna you know follow that one if you will but on the flip side right there's the beautiful people like you guys sincerely you know like honest to god i, I don't you know i'm not just blowing thank smoke you. here right. uh thank you but you know you got these beautiful people that are getting up and taking time out of their lives and trying to help someone every single day and right. i'll say it again like that is a if I if I if I go through a day and I didn't get too angry and I didn't act out and maybe I helped one person, I'll I'll take that I'll take that
1: I'll take day, that you know. day all the time,
0: right? yeah no doubt.
1: There's there's nothing again there's nothing better than uh, and it happens a lot around this time of year. You know, where I'll get a text message from a parent, seriously, from a parent in New oh. Jersey, okay, that moved there from California, thanking me for helping their daughter. You know, ten years ago, who's who's doing well? I mean, there's 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 how do you put a price tag on that? You, you know, you don't. You 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 just don't. You yeah. know, it's it's just it's just good stuff.
0: Nothing better than that. Couldn't None imagine better. anything in the world, but especially from oh, you talk about children. I'm telling you that.
1: <laughs> and that and that woman and her family, I can tell you this much. Okay. I was a hard ass with them. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I was a definite hard ass with them. And 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 here it comes back tenfold at me. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful stuff.
2: Well, and I think it goes back to the reality. We don't take anything with us, but we sure can leave a lineage of things behind. Yeah. And do we want it to be destruction or do we want it to be the thing that, you know, Flint does have to be a hard ass at times and that is the call. And, you know, these are things that it's like if I'm truthful and honest with people in <laughs> their recovery, like I don't have any resent or regretment, regrets about that. It's like, no, nah, they might have really needed to hear that. Like, sorry sure. if it hurts, but this process is going to hurt. You're going to have to go through some pain for the growth. You right. just are.
0: And that's a good message, man. Like people need to hear that, you know, as well. Like you're right. You know, you're going to get knocked down a few notches, even from where you are, but you're going to come uh, way higher than ever. You could have ever imagined. And I believe Absolutely. that from the bottom of my soul and what you're, you're touching upon now, Jason, you know, and you guys are talking about Flint. You had mentioned like the support of your family. You know, my daughter's 10, my son's nine. They know I have a podcast. They know dad doesn't drink. My daughter's probably, you know, she's on the computer. So she's probably maybe heard a couple of, of things, you know, and I had that fear too. Like, you know, man, uh, they're young. Like there'll be a time I'll share my story with them, but I don't want to, I don't want to fuck them up right now. And nine years old and wait a minute, right. dad woke up Thanksgiving morning when he was 16 from Salton, a police officer. He, he got arrested. Like, I don't, he's not ready for that. You know? So right. I I went through right. this like little anxious moment but you know what like one over or or my higher power spoke to me it's you know what and and just what you're just talking about jason about leaving maybe a little bit of a legacy like i will be able to look at them maybe maybe not at nine but when he's a year or two later you know i'm just trying to help people because there's people that need help people that have been where i have been and i'm i'm dedicating this to help to help them so they don't have to go through what i did you know and right. like my daughter she She's an she's an older 10. She's like I was when I was 10. Like she knows everything that's going on, just like I did. Like my son's a little different. He's a little like he's not sure what's going on. But so she's very much like so. I could tell her right now. Like and she would get it. I know she would, but she probably already knows, you know, knowing her because when I was her age, I knew everything that was going on in my house, even though everyone thought I didn't know
1: one thing. I knew everything. I mean, my my boys come my boys come back today and then they'll tell me so we'll be in the middle of a discussion and they'll go, Oh yeah you yeah you you did that one dad and <laughs> i'm going <laughs> you didn't get shit
2: over on oh <laughs> all
0: right you do that one too oh all oh, right. yeah. oh yeah i didn't think you knew that one
2: <laughs> uh, uh yeah they got it all well and i think the good opportunity too gary like with having kids that are switched on is it presents us the opportunity to have those discussions that we're simply never had with us Right. Yeah. You no, know, and it is. It's the knowledge is, is your ultimate weapon. It just is. Like, yeah. I know people don't like him, but there was a really great, um, uh, you know, real TikTok, whatever the hell you want to call it, is Donald Trump talking about his older brother, you know, older brother, far yeah. better looking, more charming than I could ever be. But he told me, don't ever drink, don't ever smoke. And I never did.
3: And it's. I learned myself. I had a brother, Fred, great guy best-looking guy, best personality, much better than mine, (laughs) but he had a problem. He had a problem with alcohol. And he would tell me, don't drink. Don't drink. He was substantially older, and I listened to him, and I respected, but he would constantly tell me, don't drink. He'd also add, don't smoke. But he would say it over and over and over again. And to this day, I've never had a drink. And I have no longing for it. I have no interest in it. To this day, I've never had a cigarette. Don't worry, those are only two of my good things. I don't want to tell you about the bad things. There's plenty of bad things, too. But he really helped me. I had somebody that guided me. And he had a very, very, very tough life because of alcohol. Believe me, very, very tough, tough life. He was a strong guy, but it was a tough, tough that he was going through but I learned because of Fred I learned and that's what I think is so important this was an idea that I had where if we can teach young people not to take drugs just not to take them don't ever go down
2: this road and he never did (laughs) you know he might have other issues but he never went down that road and that's I think the impact of what we can share with people is Like, look, the easiest way. You want to know the easiest way? Like when Flint and I speak, I don't recall you ever going, yeah, don't drink or do drugs. But I do say, you want the easiest guarantee to never have these issues I had? Don't drink or use drugs.
0: You know, uh, I went on a road trip over the summer. No one wanted to go on it. It took him upstate New York. It was like Clark Griswold. (laughs) He would have been so proud of me, man. I threw them all in the truck. Took them, you know, six hour drive up We drove all the way to Canada. We walked into Canada. Did the Niagara Falls thing. And I like to hike. And I'm trying to like, hey, I get him at the hike. Everyone's like, I don't like hiking. And I like <laughs> hiking. When I was their age anyway. Point is, it was kind of a debacle of it of a three nights. But on the way home, we spoke for about two hours about drugs and alcohol and how bad it is and what it can do. And we're talking about ten and nine year ten and yeah. nine years old. And Jason, you just said these conversations were not brought brought up to our attention when we were when we were their age, right? Right. And so after talking about it, and you know, they asked, you know, Dad, you don't drink? I said, No, I don't drink. And you know, my anniversary every year my wife makes a big deal. She gets, we get a carbo cake and a cake and a card and all this stuff. And and my point is on that road trip, you know, after talking about it for almost two hours, you know, I looked at my wife and I was like, ha trip road trip was worth it right there you know just i would do that a thousand times over to have just those two hours to talk with those two about drugs and alcohol you know and my son too just to go back on the on the anniversary he came in he's like so so dad you don't you don't drink alcohol i was like no no he's like you don't drink alcohol at all i said no and he goes yeah i'm not gonna drink alcohol either and i said buddy you have no idea how ahead of the game you will be if you stick to that, my man, you know, and that's all I can do. Like I can't drive it down his throat. Right. But all we can do is our best They have their own journeys. I believe that. But I I also believe that, you know, my wife likes to tell me like, you know, I'm generational. There's generations of alcoholism in my family. And she's like, I'm the first one that I know of. My grandfather apparently stopped. He never went to meetings or a or anything, but you know, I'm the, she likes to say, like, you broke the mold, like you ended it, you know, and I hope that's right. It's probably my other biggest fear, right. It's our children. Right. Right. Guys. Like we hope they get through. We hope they're good people. We hope they don't get afflicted with this disease. And we hope that they're, you know, that they do their best, you know, and,
1: and they're going to remember that, that conversation and that car ride home. I guarantee it. They will remember that thing. Those, those little minds of theirs, those, it it's just it's a miracle how the human mind works and and at what age you can start remembering things and yeah. at 9 and 10 they are on it already and and yeah. and again years down the road you guys may be at thanksgiving or christmas or some some birthday party and and one of your kids is is going to sit there to all of you and go remember that trip we had when dad drove us to that, that shithole up north or, up, 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 you know. <laughs> wanted us to hike. You, you and... Wanted us to hike and go through all that yeah. crap. But God, do you remember that conversation we had in the car on the way home?
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, it happens.
0: It does. Right. And again, we're, these weren't, these weren't conversations in our house. You know, in fact, it was the opposite. It's like, don't you say a word to anybody about what you're seeing in here. You got to keep your mouth shut. You know, no one ever better hear about this. You know, you're walking around and you know, jason you know, I grabbing, you know, going to grab a spoon for my Cheerios and there's, you know, cut cocaine straws in them when I'm when I'm nine years old on, you All know, right. st- stupid stuff. Like, you know, we could probably and you bring up the childhood stuff. This is this is something that has been coming up a whole lot. And I'm sorta of new to the the topic of it is childhood trauma and where, mm-hmm. you know, and what that is and what it means. And I, I think it was or Mate, right? I think he said, you know, everyone that is afflicted with addiction or alcoholism is certainly, uh, uh, I've come under some form of, of childhood trauma and that, yeah. you know, childhood trauma is, is, you know, it's, um, it's different for everybody, you know, yeah. like there's no weighing it. There's no verses, right. Flint or, or Jason, right. right? Like yeah. my childhood trauma could be a lot less than yours. Right but it still is, is, is just as powerful.
1: Correct.
2: Yeah. Well, I, and I think people, this, the, the most ill-advised thing you can do is sit in that comparison. Oh, well, you did that. Well, well, guess what happened in mine? And you know, it's just a bad idea. Like for me, Mm -hmm. I was, I was destined to have something because I'm dyslexic. So I had to go to a special class it was in the day and age where they announced it like Jason time for you to go to the resource specialist program and you know what's that and the kids oh he can't read very good and yeah. it, you know so it was like there was destined to be something and and sure. it's just like born with it well you know what it did i started to memorize shit and and guess what it made me a pretty decent actor uh, mm-hmm. you know but there's there's all these things that just some of us are destined to have, and we just have to learn how to frame it and figure ourselves out. It's all part of that you know the the experiment doesn't have to be external anymore you know like mm. I don't have to experiment with drugs, alcohol pornography, whatever the heck it is. Right. I get to test and challenge what this thing is in between my ears like and my body you know every day, although I've been really failing on the body part. I'll tell you that much. Now. <laughs> <laughs> got to get off my ass and get on that bicycle. So uh,
0: you and be both my man.
2: Uh, yeah. Mr. Anderson,
1: Mr. Lachance. Yeah. This has been great. This has been great. I, I What a pleasure to meet you and, and to hear your story, man. I'm proud of you. That's, that's, that's good stuff. Um, I mean, but I let me tell you something. guys there, for hours. There's no more important job for any of us. I don't care what it is for any of us than being a parent.
0: Amen to that. You know, I got Nothing. a buddy in the rooms that says, you know, perhaps the most important thing that will ever happen to us is that we're going to be good parents. Period. You know, that's when the ego, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that. Like, hey, you're a parent, be a good parent. Maybe that's your, you know, that's your calling right there.
1: Right. You know, I had a, I had a friend of mine one time that said, said this is years ago, you know, and and I can't remember exactly what the circumstances were. But we were talking and, and I was bitching about something and, you know, and, and, he, and he looked at me and he said, you know, and it was probably about my kids, you know, and, and, and somehow he came back and he just said, just remember something, Flint. He said, those boys are your biggest responsibility. Mm-hmm. He said, they're your biggest responsibility. He said, and there's nothing more important than being a good father. And it just and it and it stuck with me, you know, and it yeah. sticks with me a lot more today, you know, and in the last twenty three years than it did prior to that, because that's when I was in my addiction. But, um, but 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 there's really no truer statement out there. And and I guess what I mean by that as well is we can, be be because we want to help people, because we love doing what we're doing, we can subconsciously put our families on that back burner. Uh, and, and again, you, you know, this, when I would get called on a, seriously, Gary, on a Christmas, on a Thanksgiving, on a birthday, on yeah. a baseball game, wherever it was. And I'm off and running. Finally, you know, I had to go, okay, my family still has to come first here, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So um, a- again, as, as men, th- th- to me, that's, that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing. Yeah.
0: You know, I think it's a great thing to strive for too. It's one of my other things that I probably, you know, deal with daily, you know, like something you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a human being, I'm this human being. And sometimes I have a short fuse and, you know, it's different than when I was growing up, but again, it's not versus, right. It doesn't, you know, it's, everything's different, but uh, you know, it's one of the things where you know, like my mother-in-law coming in all the time. Honestly, she's like, you know, you guys, you guys are awesome. To so my wife and I like, the way you really are and i'm like really because i don't know sometimes like sometimes I, I'm, I'm not sure you know right. and so again everything you know talk about being a parent like everything my entire being is all about my two kids and my wife like you bad do you see that you see that that map of america back, yeah. back there all i want to do is cover it with pins and see the whole country with the with the three of them I love road trips. I'm the only one. Apparently, I'm the only one who likes road trips. We're <laughs> <laughs> doing, doing so bad.
1: <laughs> well, force them in, do it quick, because there's yeah. going to come a point where they're going to be gone. All right. And it I goes know, when
0: it happens fast, fast as they say, right? Clint, it, it does. does.
2: It does. But then they're going to be hitting you up like, Dad, let's do a road trip. Like, oh, I don't, God. like, unfortunately, my dad's paralyzed and I won't get that opportunity again. But when him and I got close in my 20s, he yeah. would be like, Hey, I'm gonna come down and you take me to the racetrack that he used to race. And then when I could go him and my son and I, and it was like absolutely wow. you so know, and cool. just to sit there and watch it and like wow, three generations yeah. at this track. So it was pretty neat. That's but pretty cool. uh, yeah. Oh, hey man. Gary, people want to check out the begin again podcast, To follow you on social media. How can they do so?
0: I'm on Instagram, the Begin Again Podcast, and my website is thebeginagainpodcast.com And yeah dm me find me please we drop a show every week and you know i think i told you last time i'm i'm having so much fun doing it guys like and i'm like this is long term I, I this is all zoomed out i'm gonna be doing this for a long time i had no idea the amazing people that i would meet in such a short amount of time it's been yep it's been overwhelming in a beautiful way Perfect. Yes. you know like you getting texts from jason back and forth i'm like and I, I mean it like I'm just blown away. Like there's so many, there's so many amazing people and communities out there. Right. Like, so that's where love does win. Love, love does win for sure.
2: Yeah, and we thank you all for listening. Of course, if you are watching this on YouTube, hit that thumb up, leave a comment, ring the bell so you get notifications when new content comes out from Pain. And, of course, if you're on the audio podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave us a rating and review. It helps. And, of course, share the podcast with other people as we don't do any advertising other than on our social media, which you should follow at Pain Nonprofit. So, uh, hey, please keep spreading the word because we had a huge jump this year. We did. It was something like uh, 180% or something. We know that's because you guys are getting value out of the podcast sharing with other people. Gary, so, thanks, buddy. We appreciate you, man. Uh, thanks so much for having me on, guys. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, please call Pain, Parents and Addicts in Need at 559 559- Five seven nine one five five one or visit us online at painnonprofit.org. Follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pain Nonprofit. And please subscribe to the Don't Hide the Scars podcast and share with others wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. And if you would like to donate to Pain, Parents, and Addicts in Need, Please click the link in the description to make your tax-deductible donation today and help us save more lives gripped by addiction.